There were two more murders 15 miles when away. We arrived, they found the telephone the electricity line. The weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Cuff of murder. There are some murders that everyone, even those who have no interest in true crime, know all about. On December 8, 1980, a musical legend was murdered in front of his New York residence by a man who took his lyrics to heart. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Mark David Chapman was born on May 10, 1955, to an abusive father whom he and his mother lived in fear of. As a child, he fantasized about having a king-like power over an imaginary group of little people living in his bedroom walls. By 14, the bullied boy began using drugs and skipping school. That was until 1971 when he became a born-again Presbyterian and dedicated his life to volunteering and helping others. He worked as a camp counselor at a Georgia YMCA and later World Vision and was known as an outstanding worker and wonderful caretaker. Around this time, a friend recommended he read the book, The Catcher in the Rye. This simple recommendation became the foundation for the crime he would later commit. He felt a deep sense of kinship with the book's protagonist, Holden Caulfield, even referring to himself as the character. He began an evangelical Presbyterian liberal arts college, but soon found himself falling behind after becoming obsessed with his guilt over cheating on his girlfriend. He dropped out, suffered from depression amongst other issues, and attempted suicide. After a while, he moved to Hawaii, where he worked as a security guard, and to start over. While taking a trip around the world, inspired by the film Around the World in 80 Days, he met and soon married a woman named Gloria Abe. He seemed to be figuring his life out, but behind closed doors, he was constantly overtaken by his obsessions. Amongst these obsessions were The Catcher in the Rye and John Lennon. Chapman took it personally when John Lennon's comments about being more popular than Jesus and his lyrics and songs at God and Imagine became offensive to him. The longtime fan became incensed by the statements coupled with his lifestyle. And instead of just destroying his John Lennon records or turning off the radio when his songs came on, Mark David Chapman formed a plan. This man, who had no prior criminal convictions, made a trip with the intention of killing John Lennon. In October of 1980, he made his first trip to New York City, but halted his plan after being inspired by the film Ordinary People. He returned to Hawaii and told his wife about his plan, even showing her the gun and bullets. She, for whatever reason, didn't do anything to stop her husband or even call police. He changed his mind, and on December 6, 1980, he skipped his psychologist appointment and flew back to New York. The next day, he again reached out to his wife. The two talked about how, if he worked on his relationship with God, his psychological problems would be solved. Again, she did nothing to warn police. On the morning of December 8, 1980, Chapman left his hotel room and headed to the Dakota where John Lennon, Yoko Ono, and their son lived. Inside of the hotel room, he left a copy of The Catcher in the Rye with a note saying, this is my statement, and signed, Holden Caulfield. 
While waiting outside with other fans, Chapman saw John Lennon and even asked to sign his copy of the album Double Fantasy, which John willingly did before the couple left for a recording session. There is even a photo of this unknowingly bizarre moment before everything would change. They returned for the day around 10.50 p.m. The couple passed Chapman as they walked into the building, John making eye contact after recognizing Chapman from earlier that day. That's when, just as John Lennon's back was to him, Mark David Chapman pulled out his 38 caliber revolver and shot five hollow-point bullets, four of which hit Lennon in the back, puncturing his left lung and left subclavian artery. As he fell to the floor, the cassettes he carried scattered around him. Attempts were made by the doorman and concierge to stop the bleeding while Chapman calmly removed his hat and jacket to show he was unarmed and waited for the police. When asked if he knew what he did, Mark David Chapman calmly replied, Yes, I just shot John Lennon. He was arrested within minutes and made no attempts to flee. Police arrived and, seeing his condition was too serious to wait for an ambulance, carried John Lennon into their cruiser and drove him to Roosevelt Hospital. Numerous attempts to save his life were made, but two of the four bullets went completely through his body. Nearly all of the wounds on their own would have been fatal. John was pronounced dead on arrival a little after 11 p.m. According to witnesses, the Beatles' song, All My Loving, came on the hospital loudspeaker the moment he was declared dead. Yoko Ono was informed of her husband's death and began sobbing as she crumbled to the floor. Instead of a funeral, she asked for a worldwide 10 minutes of silence in his honor. 30,000 people gathered in Liverpool and over 225,000 in Central Park. For those 10 minutes, every radio station in New York City went off air. The worldwide outpouring of grief was unprecedented. As for Mark David Chapman, his legal team began trying to prove insanity almost immediately. But as the trial approached, Chapman told his lawyers he wanted to plead guilty because it was the will of God. He was sentenced to a prison term of 20 years to life with the stipulation that mental health treatment be provided. He became eligible for parole in 2000, but has, since then, been denied 10 times and remains in prison. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on December 9th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.